0: Morning. I know I said Wednesday we'd begin service at 925, but I forgot to tell Jaylee, so I didn't think it'd be fair to her. So <laughs> let's see if we, see who was moving in a shaking. Psalm 33. Psalm 33. There in the back of the church on the table is a letter from Rescue. I took a picture of it and emailed it out to everybody. It was a we love them, they love us. We love them more, and they love us more. And It just grows, doesn't it? Love grows. It doesn't, doesn't diminish. Psalm 33. The Lord gives us instruction in the first three verses. That ought to be enough. He said so. Isn't it? But we're little children, ain't we? And we're going to ask why. Why? He says, "Do this." We say, "Why?" Well, he's faithful. He's a good father. He's going to tell us why. We don't bow immediately and do what he says, but he's faithful to teach us why. Isn't it? That's better than just him getting mad, making us it. He He shows us. In first three verses, we're going to see instruction, and then verses four through five, we see the beginning of the why—the holy God. Verses 6 through 9, the God of creation. Verse 10 and 11, the God of judgment. Verses 12 through 19, the God of salvation. Verse 20 through 22, our prayer to that Lord. Our response to his ability. Beautiful. Verse 1 through 3, the instruction or the command. It says in verse 1, Psalm 33 verse 1, Rejoice in the Lord. O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. The only ones that can truly rejoice in the Lord are the ones that the Lord's revealed himself to. And if the Lord's come to you and he's revealed himself to you, then you're righteous, you're holy, you're complete. Those that know him, they rejoice in him alone. Not in what they did and their co-efforts and all this other de haw They rejoice in him, just him, and they're righteous. They're holy. They're without spot. There's no stripe in them. (laughs) No condemnation will ever come upon them, ever. We praise, we honor, heart worship, adoration, and that is comely for the upright. For those that are made anew, that's real beautiful. It's lovely to praise God. When? When? Always, always. Well, what you ever heard a child of God just praise Him during what real good times? That's nice, isn't it? What about real bad times? I know a couple, a husband and wife, that are stricken with. She's stricken, and he's there with her, so they both are uh, horrible things, and they are the sweetest and most thankful people to be around. That's beautiful. That's comely. That's attractive, isn't it? I wrote that article in the book. You want to be pretty? Thank God. My house caught on fire. All my children died. All my crops failed. All my cattle got run off and stolen. Praise God. Praise God. That's attractive, isn't it? The world will think that's real ugly and be mean to you. But to God's people, that's attractive. Lovely. Beautiful. That's not only our duty to praise and worship the Lord. All men are required, all women are required, all human beings are required to praise and worship the true and living God. But it's our great honor. It's a privilege to do so if he enables us. We can't do it by ourselves. We can't do it. He has to make us. He has to give us the heart to do it, the power to do it, the ability to do it, desire to do it. Make us willing in the day of his power. But it's a great honor if we get to do so. The world don't know him. The world don't know him. We do. We get to praise him. That's a privilege. It's an absolute privilege. Verse 2 says, praise the Lord with harp. Sing unto him with a psaltery, an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song. What new song? The one he sings to us. (laughs) New to us. Play skillfully. With a loud noise. It's good to sing to him. I know there's people that are against musical instruments. and You have a hard time. You may have to learn how to play the harp in glory. I don't know. <laughs> but it's good to sing to him. David wrote there in Psalm 92 for the Sabbath day. So a, this is a psalm for the Sabbath day. It's titled It's a Good Thing to Give Thanks Unto the Lord, Unto Him. To sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. To show forth thy loving kindness in the morning. Get up early and dwell on his loving kindness. To usward. That's a good thing. And thy faithfulness every night. From the time we wake up to the time we go to bed. We ought to sing to him. Thank him. Honor him. Praise him for absolutely everything. The birds sing to him. You've heard birds sing? They do it for mating calls and this and that, and whatever, right? For our enjoyment, too. He made them to sing to Him. They sang to the Lord. Well, what about the rocks? The Lord said, they, they cried, Hosanna! And those Pharisees came and said, Master, I bet it was harsh how they said it. Master, you tell these people following you to hush. They're getting too loud. They're called as a public disturbance. And He said, if they were to contain themselves, these rocks right here would cry out to me. Birds sing to him. Rocks sing to him. The stars sing to him. Don't they? They know what the scriptures say. The morning star sings to him. We come into this house. We gather in his name to worship him. That's why we don't honor mothers on Mother's Day. will not have it. We come for him. No fathers. We ain't handing out roses or cards to fathers on Father's Day. And we ain't putting on big productions and shows and, and kids plays and all that stuff. No, we're here to worship God. Stop that stuff. That's religion. That's man worship. Quit that. We're here to worship God. That's why we're here. Man has a lot, wide assortment of entertainment to keep him busy. I don't need to keep busy. I need to keep my eyes on him. Ain't that right? <laughs> I need to be reminded of him. I want to show forth his loving kindness. I want, to see, I want to learn more about that. This is joyful. It's a joyful time. It's rejoicing. But it's serious too, isn't it? Pay attention. Hear what the Lord's saying here. Look there. It says, play skillfully. Play skillfully. He didn't put that by accident. I don't think he just stuck it in there because it rhymed. Not willy nilly. Not willing, and it, not winging it and calling it faith. Well, I'm just, Lord, just be with me. That's eh, fatalistic and you're lazy. You play skillfully. What? That means I'm going to have to spend time throughout the week working on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's called total commitment to the God that saved you. That's reasonable. Isn't that reasonable service? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Play skillfully. That's not just speaking to those who play instruments. You understand that? Like don't just practice your guitar and get your calluses built up, though I, I I ought to, right? We come to service well prepared. We come prepared to listen. We come asking God to bless us. We come praying for those that preach for us, prepared to be blessed, having a good hope, a good expectation. We're in the right place, right time, right uniform. That's what Military used to say. Why? Because this is serious. This is serious. You go down to the train station, the train leaves at 9.30, it's 9.31, there ain't no train there. <laughs> you missed your job or, or trip to wherever you was going. Uh, this is serious. We're skilled. I don't get up here and wing it. You know that? I, I feel real guilty. Most people think preachers work three hours a week, and I feel like that because it's labor of love. But uh, I, I don't wing it. I don't say, well, I'll just start reading, hope the Lord gives me something. no. That skillfully we 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 are earnest, aren't we, Lord gives us pants, but we put the pants on He feeds us, we bring the fork to our mouth, don't we? This is joyful, but it's serious. We sang unto him, not those around us. Oh, how often that's me, I'm shy to saying unto him, and well, I didn't hit that note, it don't matter, it's unto him. <laughs> I love going to conferences when there's a whole lot of people singing the same song. I can sing as loud as I want, and I can't hear me. That means there's a good chance nobody else can hear me either. That's singing unto him. I'm drowned out. Well, that's a good place to be. I hope we can sing unto him. Verses 4, 1 through 3, sing, praise, rejoice in him. Verses 4 through 5 tells us why the holy God. Psalm 33, verse 4. For, because the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. If we get a hold of that. If we go learn what that means. <laughs> oh, if we can go learn what that means. All of his words are right. What he says is right. People know how to live a good Christian life. Well, if here it is. <laughs> the motive's him if you need instruction, this is everything, it's complete. All of it. I, love it. I love it. It's right. It's just. It's holy. And it's true. David said in Psalm 119, Therefore I love thy commandments above gold. Yea, above fine gold. Therefore I esteem all thy precepts. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I esteem all thy precepts. Concerning all things to be right. And I hate every false way. I can't I turn on the news. I can't hardly watch it no more. I see what's going on in this nation and this country and mankind all around. And it it's against God. His precepts are wonderful. And then I see something so much worse than that news. I turn that news off and I go in the bathroom and there's a mirror in there. I'm the wicked one. But I love his. That new man loves his precepts. That new man loves his word. Let God be true in every man a liar. Let God be true in this man a liar. All right, What I think, and what I feel, and all that. He's made foolish the wisdom of the world, hasn't he? God's given us his word. You want to know what to do is right? Here it is. <laughs> you might have to look a long time. The Lord may take his time teaching you his precepts. The spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. Why? But here it is. Christ our Savior on every page. Isn't it? Paul told Timothy, he said, from a child you've known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. That's precious. We're, we're going to see some sheep here next hour. And and, and how Jacob fed those sheep, well, It's just every word's precious. Bettering, I'd take that over gold any day of the week. All his works are done in truth. Everything he does is right. He doesn't do what's right. What he does is right. He's holy. What about his truth? Christ is the truth. Everybody wants the truth, and that's your truth and their truth. There's a person, and he's the truth. Mankind can get a hold of that. All men are without excuse. We ought to praise him. Everybody. Worship him. Believe him. Believe that he's right. Like Mary, whatever he says, do it. And not that just make good sense? He is true. All his promises are true, and he will perform it. That's comfort. Everything he said, it's gonna come pass. It's gonna happen. It's true. There's the other side of that sword, isn't it? Every warning that he has is true, and it will come to pass. Verse 5 says, He loveth righteousness and judgment. Mm, They go hand in hand, don't they? The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. They've said, Psalm 47, Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore, God thy God hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. That's our Lord. That's the one that came to save us. He loved righteousness. He hates wickedness. And that seed, he's the corn that went to the ground. And all that corn that comes out of that piece of corn, just like him. He's put a new creation in you. You love righteousness, and you hate wickedness. We abhor ourselves. That's what Job said, isn't it? Not that wicked world, but them three fingers coming back at me. Me. The Father loves his righteous and his just Son, and we're accepted by being in him. How sure can I be? How sure can you be? Lord pulls us aside, doesn't he? He gets us one on one. He singles us out. He reveals himself in his child's heart, who he is. He shows his love for us. How can I be sure if he's done that, I'll be accepted in him forever? He said so. Ain't that good enough? Right there it is. He says so, doesn't he? The rain falls on the just and just said the earth is full of goodness. Of our Lord. Everybody hears those birds singing. Everybody sees the rainfall. The child of God thanks Him. And mankind doesn't. This old nature doesn't thank Him. New man does. If it doesn't rain enough, we call it a drought. We make up words for things, don't we? If it don't rain enough, we call it a drought, and we complain about the drought. If it rains, Lord make it rain. It poured, <laughs> days on end. We call that a deluge. <laughs> and we complain about too much water well this rain needs to quit well, you would, you've said there wasn't enough last week which is it <laughs> where's that come from you have to have water to live don't you, you have, it just falls out of the sky <laughs> does it run out no it evaporates over here and falls down over there he makes it rain to thank him for. It. we know and praise the holy God and everything he does is perfect and it honors himself and it's for the good of his people drought, or deluge. Don't make a difference, does it? Do we do that? All we got to do is thank him. What's he require? Thank you, Lord. Praise him for it. Ought not be hard. Old Ryder says this. He wrote, To hear the worthless inhabitants of this earth complain, you would think that all God does is evil. I'll say it again. I'll say it slower. To hear... You ever heard? To hear the worthless inhabitants of this earth complain, you would think that all God does is evil when everything he does is good. By the operation of his hand, everything is marked with mercy. That one old brother said, for the unregenerate man, every day on this earth, on this side of the grave is a day of mercy. That's a gift. There is no place where his goodness does not appear. The overflowing kindness of God fills the earth. Even the iniquities of man do not prevent his goodness. Isn't that what we read in the scripture? Surely the wrath of man shall praise thee. Well, if it goes too far, it can't. (laughs) The remainder of wrath shalt thou restrain. (laughs) I'm not that wise are you. Do you know how deep it ought to go? He does, don't he? And our old flesh ought never murmur or complain, is it? It does. Ought not. Verse 6 through 9, God of creation. We see it all around us. Psalm 33, verse 6. The word of the Lord, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He spoke it. He spoke it. He said, let there be light. What happened? And there was light. <laughs> there it was. He spoke it, didn't he? Who did that? Who was this Lord we're supposed to worship and praise and sing to and rules and reigns, everything's holy and just and created everything? He spoke it, and there it was. For by him were all things created. That's Christ. The 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 triune God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, manifest the whole Godhead that the universe can't contain him. Well, how is that possible? I don't know or explain it to us the universe can't hold him it doesn't contain him He manifests in a body the Lord Jesus Christ on this earth born of a virgin by him were all things created that are in heaven that are in earth first thing it goes to visible and invisible whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created by him and for him and he's before all things and by him all things consist he spoke it he willed it. didn't he? Verse 7 says, He gathered the waters of the sea together as a heap, and he layeth the depths in the storehouses. That just blessed me so much. You think of that Mariana Trench, that deepest part of the ocean. What's down there? I don't know, but the Lord's, whatever that is, he's got a warehouse full of it. <laughs> it ain't nothing to it. Just put it on a shelf. Well, how can we do that? I don't know he can. It's in the storehouses. That's what he told Job. He said, You make it snow. He said, Do you have the the, the hail, sleet, and rain to stop an army? You know how much I have in the silos put back? You ain't got a clue, do you? Boy, it just puts it out of our realms, doesn't it? That's who we're dealing with. Jeremiah said, Fear ye not me? The Lord spoke to him, said, Don't you fear me? saith the Lord. Will you not tremble at my presence, which have placed the sands for the bounds of the sea by a perpetual degree? What holds them waters down there? Sand does. We'd build a concrete wall, wouldn't we, or something rubber? He just used the sand that it cannot pass. And though the waves thereof toss themselves, yet they cannot prevail. Though they roar, they cannot pass over it. It can't come past. Every now and then he lets it happen just a little bit, don't he? One little city, one little section of trying, to let, lets a tsunami go in just a little bit. Do people fear him? about I worship and say, thank you, Lord. Well, we forgot. We've run astray. Look who you are. Look what we are. Mm. It says, verse 8, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. Stand in awe of Him. Not in awe of man. Stand in awe of Him. Not in awe of self. Stand in awe of Him. What's our nature do? I saw in the news there's 35 trees knocked down in Balboa Park. It made the news. I've never seen a couple of trees fall down, making news for but it made the news. And they said, We got to do something to prevent this from happening again. And I laughed out loud. I couldn't help it. it them trees was four feet across. They weighed 27,000 pounds. What are you going to do? Put a chain around it? <laughs> you going to keep that standing? The Lord wants that tree on the ground. It's going to be on the ground. He just knocked down 35 trees out of 18,000 they said that were down there. The man just bowed down and it was in awe of him. Hmm. Got to see what we do to fight him. We fear, we honor the Lord, who spoke, and it was so because we can't do that, can we? He said so. <laughs> Why did that happen? He said so. I say that. You do things because I say so. You children listen to me, but but for him, my, my word doesn't mean nothing. His does, doesn't it? Verse nine says, "For he spake, and it was done; he commanded, and it stood fast." We see that in creation. Why? Because that's what happens in salvation. The Lord commands salvation; He breathes life out of His across His lips, says, "Live," and it lives. It's the only way. It's the only way. He's the God of judgment. Verses ten through eleven. The Lord bringeth. The counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. All of mankind can gang up on him and ain't going to do nothing. Human beings make all kinds of councils and confederacies and coalitions and, and denominations. Right? And either man, the natural man's comforted that his peers are doing such a good job. They got it under control. Or the natural man sees these things and they get afraid. And their thoughts are focused on that, not on Christ. To be comforted in it or to be afraid of it, both of it's wrong. Do you know what they're doing? Who cares? The Lord rules and reigns. Mankind's scared to death right now, a nuclear war. We don't, how many places do you think you have ever heard of a terrible God? Is anybody preaching that in this nation? His name's terrible, isn't it? To those outside of Christ. you don't. Mankind don't even worry about no nuclear weapons. You won't even know what happened. need to worry about that one you're going to meet after that thing goes off. He brings the council, the heathen, to nothing. He makes the devices of the people of none effect. It's all going to burn anyway, isn't it? The Lord will handle it. He'll make it to none effect. You just praise him. <laughs> What's going on? What about them councils and confederates? It don't matter. Praise the Lord we got worship takes take place. Who cares about that stuff? Verse 11, the counsel of the Lord shall stand forever. He had a council. did you know that? I wasn't there. Technically, we were. We were in Christ. But the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost got together. And the Father purposed to make a people just like his darling son. And his son said, I'll stand for them because they can't stand for themselves. I'll buy them. They'll be mine. And the Holy Spirit said, yep, I'll do it. I'll go tell them. <laughs> you do it, I'll tell them. They made a council. What he purposed, it shall stand forever. It can't be undone. Nobody can stash his sheep out of his father's hand, can it? The council of the Lord standing forever. And the thoughts of his heart to all generations. We're told about it. What are the thoughts of his heart to his people? Not to all generations of mankind everywhere, but to his people. It said in Jeremiah 29, he said, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. What thoughts are that? This one that created the heavens and earth is all powerful and whatever he says goes forever. Do you want to know what he thinks about you? If you're in his son, he says thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end, a sure outcome. (laughs) That's good news. That's real good news. He tells us here too. Here in verse 12 through 19, it's the God of salvation. Psalm 33 verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. That's who's blessed. Who's blessed. We always looked at from the home, the local assembly, the church eternal. We see those patterns, don't we? It's the same thing throughout. He changes not. What about the home where God is the Lord? The God is the Lord in a home. Is that a blessed home? Buddy, you better believe it. You better believe it is. You children have every advantage in the face of the earth because you have a, believe in mother and father. I had that growing up. That's a blessed home. That's a, a, a God's come down there and done a wonderful work in it. What about a church? There's a bunch of churches, isn't there? I mean, tons of them. What about those churches where Christ is proclaimed and praised and rejoiced, whose God is the true Lord? Is that a blessed place? It sure is, isn't it? What well, about our nation, this physical nation? It was loosely built <laughs> on the word of the Lord. Boy, we have every benefit, don't we? We got the, the, the least man's promises. Prom- pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, isn't it? Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Freedom of religion. We get to meet right now and nobody's chasing us and the Gestapo ain't getting us. Physically, we're blessed. We pity those nations that don't know him. Those nations of Islam and tyrants and, and, and Buddhas or science or whatever. Don't get mad at them. Feel sorry for them. They don't know God. What about if we didn't have those things? I hope his cow patty's dried enough. We'll see. Do we praise God for that? Or if he puts rules and regulations on us, we got to go underground and hide and come up with new ways to to worship. We get our heads chopped off. Do we thank him for that? Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for sending rules and regulations and putting people over us. Thank you for that government that's unseen and dominion, principalities, and powers that you're ruling and reigning over because you're holy and you do what you want and you know better than I do. Thank you. I'm too foolish to know any different. Do we thank him for that? Did I a couple years ago? Did you? Let's be honest. Let's be honest not with ourselves. Let's be honest with him. How about that? Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Who's that? Is that physical Israel? No, that's spiritual Israel. Isn't it? The people whom you have chosen for your own inheritance. Those ring-straked, speckled, spotted, and brown lambs. <laughs> Ugly, unwanted. It in Psalm 12, The Father said to the Son, Ask of me and I'll give you the heathen for your inheritance. good day to be a heathen isn't it? Verse 13, The Lord looked from heaven and beholdeth all the sons of men. We look on the outside. He looks on the heart. From the place of his habitation, he looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashioneth their hearts alike and considereth all their works. Oh, God looks on the heart. And we're beyond lacking, aren't we? We're beyond just being zero. We're in debt. We're inequitable. Therefore, this work of salvation... Is complete and total grace. If he gets you alone and strips you naked and, 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 and lets you know he's looking on your heart, he knows the fabric of you. He knows your frame. You say, if I'm saved, it's completely and 100% by his grace. It's not by my doing, is it? Paul said, as it's written, there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that understandeth. There's none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are all together become unprofitable. There's none that doeth good. No, not one. <laughs> but God. Huh? Verse sixteen says, "There is no king saved by the multitude of an host. A mighty man is not delivered by much Street. No matter who you are, you could be a king, and you can get. I'm going to get all the armies of the world behind me. That ain't going to save you. That ain't going to save you. Well, we're going to get. We're going to have a prayer circle." And we're going to get together till, and we're going to pray till little Billy comes to church or quits drinking or whatever. That ain't going to save you. It ain't going to work, is it? What about them strong ones? Ain't going to save you. Verse 17 says, A horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. You can run from God on a fast horse. <laughs> run as fast as you want. You can't get away. They'll cry to the mountains one day, won't they? They'll try to run from him. It Says in Revelation six, they'll cry for the rocks and the mountains and the rocks to fall on us, hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, from the wrath of the Lamb. A few chapters over, you know what happens? His people cry, singing praises to that rock. <laughs> or do you put us in the cleft of the rock? Christ, our solid rock, where our hope stands. We praise him. Don't you see the difference? Cry and get us away from him and. Get, get a fast horse. <laughs> Steal a horse and get run. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. How, think, how, how fast was you run on a fast horse? Until God kept, got on the trail of his sheep and tracked you down and reeled you in. It's a precious thing, isn't it? Verse 18 says, Behold. Behold. We ought to pay attention. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him. Upon them that hope. In His mercy. Every time somebody's fearing this world or doubting the Lord's mercies, I'd like to yell at him and be like, "Behold, <laughs> he—he's got His eye on you." Where do you think we got that expression? Now I'm going to give you this: you—you you keep your eye on it. He says, "I have my eye on you." <laughs> the Lord, ah, the Lord is upon them that fear Him, upon them that hope in His mercy. What's He going to do to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine? famine. Does that mean, well, it's, you can't get pasta down at Albertson's. Not that famine. There's a famine of the word of the Lord. In it? There's a famine of the gospel. There's a famine of the good news. Well, there couldn't be. There's grocery stores all around, churches all around, ain't they? God says there's a famine. He said, but my people, I'll keep them alive. I'll feed them. He'll give us something to drink. Look, at What John say? I've never seen a, a thirsty person not drink, never seen a hungry person not eat. Yeah. <laughs> it's soul food <laughs> good food good. I went to a friend and said do you want to go to this restaurant so what is it, he said it's soul food and boy I got so excited I was going to get fried catfish and greens and fried okra and some macaroni and cheese I'm, I'm, my mouth water watering thinking about it I said let's go and we got down there and it was S-E-O-U-L or S O E U Seoul Korea it was Korean food oh, <laughs> it was still really good we went there, all the NCOs went once a week but this is soul food for our S-O-U-Ls, isn't it? You come in here hungry, you'll leave field, won't you? And is it, is it well, now you got to pick through. There's some good parts. No, verse by, verse by verse by verse by verse. His word. That's when you get fed, isn't it? I don't want that poison stuff. I want him. I want a person, don't you? What's our response to all that? We praise him. <laughs> Isn't that where we started? He said, praise him. Well, now I'm going to. If I wasn't before, I am now. We're going to thank him. Verse 20. It's our prayer to our Lord. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. (laughs) I'm going to wait on him. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him. Because we have trusted in his holy name. He's made us trust him. He's made us look to him. Because he revealed himself to us. We know it. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us, according as we hope in thee. You need mercy? I would suggest, according to this formula, put all your hope in him. If all of our hope's in him, all of his mercies, imagine what kind of storehouse that's packed in, all of his mercies will be on us. Don't miss it. Don't put your hope anywhere else. You won't have any. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, in your infinite wisdom, as it pleases you and your will, make force all of our hope to be in our Lord and Savior the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, keep us as you promised you will. Look on us in your loving kindness as you promised you will. Father, glorify thy name. Be with our brethren that aren't here with us and those that you put under trial. Make them praise and rejoice in our Savior, knowing he rules and reigns in all things. Thank you for this hour, Lord, and forgive us for what we are. Forgive our unbelief. It's in Christ's name that we ask it. Amen.